Hello and welcome everyone to Cartelian Clamor, which is a new podcast. Uh, we'll see if there's going to be any more episodes after this, but at least we're trying with one. Uh, this is us, Stockholm Cartel, or parts of it anyway, who's going to sit down for 30 to 40 minutes roughly and talk about things somewhat related to role-playing games. And yeah, we're sitting here, four people. Who's here? I'm uh, the least uh, famous of uh, the participants today, so I'll start first. My name is uh, Jonas, which is always fun to say. And um, I'm a part of the uh, Stockholm Cartel that uh, doesn't really produce that much material, but I think uh, I add value and uh, uh, ideas and uh, things to the other uh, guys' projects by participating in their campaigns and uh, uh, helping out with uh, good suggestions like uh, that looks really good you should do it like that yeah or the other way around <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, my main contributions i think yeah and we have b- both the the death in space guys as well here yes we have me uh carl kalle i'm one half of the death in space crew so i'm the space uh, responsible for the space parts <laughs> because i know things about space some things at least that's me retired astrologer and I, uh, okay and uh, i'm just gonna leave that out there <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm the second half of uh, the most important no i'm gonna cut that <laughs> no cutting no, no cutting, no, cutting. No. No. Uh, i'm the second part of death in space yeah my name is christian that's pretty much it and i'm my name is Johan, and i'm a graphic design and art person for mark boy mainly i've Dipped my toes somewhat in that in space, but not nearly as much as you guys have, obviously. No, uh, no, we're we're way out there. Jonas has been a part of uh, Death in Space. It feels like you're a part of almost every Stockholm Cartel game, though, in a way, like in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're talking specifically about my um, helping out with the the cultural consultant, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> in okay. some very specific parts of, uh, yeah. and, of the uh, And you can see that in our adventure, start adventure, uh, in the book. That's nice. All right. So I, th- I think this podcast is very, <clears throat> it's going to be quite loose, uh, which is nice. We're going to, we don't really, really have a set. We have an agenda, but it's very loose. It's basically six points out of which one is just a big question mark. Uh, and... <laughs> Two of them we've already uh, gone through now. So the 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 third point now is basically like um, we're gonna look inside the uh, look inside the dungeon and see what's going on right now in Stockholm Cartel because we don't only talk shit and play games we actually actually make games too. So what's ha- what's happening now? What's happening with Death in Space? You the books are pretty much going out to people. Yes. Uh... Almost all the books have reached our backers at this point. Uh, Still a few hanging in there, uh, waiting to be delivered. Uh, But by the time this airs, probably they have all been uh, sent out. Uh, So it's pretty much out there now, I would say. And that also depends on when we finish this episode. I mean, it could be like the sequel is out by then, but we'll see. Are you doing anything else like right now or for for the game? 
Uh, I'm writing some tables uh, to uh, generate uh, factions and sectors on the Iron Ring. That's what I'm doing. Generators. Uh, yes, generators. Exactly. So I really like that kind of stuff. So uh, I thought, why don't I try to make it myself? And exactly what form that will uh, become later is undetermined as of yet but uh we'll see and uh i'm taking a break from my adventure and doing two pamphlets instead <laughs> uh, so that's nice. what i'm doing uh, two two pamphlets and one adventure okay cool <clears throat> and we're basically in in Merkborg country we're doing like it's cyborg is very similar no, it, we're a step behind you guys because you already printed the game then we're ours is printing right now so we have actually plenty of time now to do all the like digital stuff that you can uh, you know the the online generators and everything so right now i'm sitting down doing the graphic design and the ux ui for that and i think that uh christian the other christian who's writing the game is making some of the table generator stuff for that as well so uh, yeah, that's that's fun. I th- I think like generators are so it's it's a good thing to have. And hard, it's hard to design them. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want any fillers. Like you want mm. every single thing, every single line to add something and to like say something about the game. Mm. And also just like reading, I think like reading tables is in a way, uh, it's like reading any other texts. Like you should be able to read the table from top to bottom and get some sort of. I don't know, story or information or whatever. But you can't do that in, in digital generators, so it's a bit of a different thing, I think. Um, but yeah, that's basically what we're doing for Cyborg. And then we have some yet like unannounced Merkborg things, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that we've hinted at. But I don't want to say anything until we are like sure that we're going to uh, you know, manage to do it, because then you added a lot of pressure. Do we know anything about it? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. It's, uh, I can say that it's a book that we're making, but it's not Pelle who's writing it. It's, uh, it's an, another uh, author. I think I heard about this. And yeah. uh, that's the best thing to do in podcast, right? To talk about secret projects this that is you mm, can't really talk about. radio, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I think it's still, it's still exciting. Yeah. Things are happening. Things are in yeah. the works. Uh, and of course... Uh, maybe like small teasers about what like type of project it's going to be is uh, probably exciting for people to hear. If um, uh, but I also understand not wanting to commit to things that might not uh, work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when there are other people involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's just it's just so nice to have uh, a project that you're working on, and like by the time you're finished, then you can announce it in a way uh, because. If you already announced it and you made a big splash about it, then you have to actually do it. So, my two pamphlets. One pamphlet is made, is done, and the other one is, yeah, it, uh, one page left. So hopefully, I will be six. done with that. So I, I, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's uh, that's okay to mention it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you wanna you wanna like market it as well and like announce it. It's mm. fun to to say that you're working on something, but. But yeah, and it and it's the first time I'm doing art. 
And that's that a big thing. You made a lot of art for, for the book. Well, no, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah, you're but, too you know, humble but, here. But, like <laughs> painting, doing... Um, Okay, oh, actually yeah. drawing. Actually, uh, physical, like yeah, and not with the, not with the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not creating vector graphics yeah. uh, or whatever. Okay. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you even did that. But I've seen your fantastic, uh, like Mad Max uh, inspired uh, drawings of uh, cars yeah. with uh, oh, uh, that's right. spikes on them and things like that. They're, you may, you may uh, they should kids. be in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They look uh, like somebody that you know just started <laughs> painting or drawing, but it, it's, I yeah, I, I have fun, so that's that's okay. So nice. one thing that's apparent from talking about what's coming up and what you're working with right now is uh, there are several aspects to creating a product, uh, and that all of them are important, I think. So uh, something that is pretty uh, common across the games that all of you guys are working with is how do you present a world um, in an effective manner? Uh, so it's not like necessarily these 300 page RPG books with very specific lore and like this is placed at this part of the map and it has exactly these stats, uh, but you have a, a pretty different approach to how to present a world that is more about uh, working with generating content, working with art, evocative descriptions and stuff like that. Uh, I think it could be pretty interesting if you guys uh, could talk about uh, like what is your idea of, of uh, a role-playing product that you find useful and appealing and something that you want to do uh, and also want to use at the, at the table. I, th- I think <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I think for me it's like, the less it looks and feels like homework, the better. Like if it gives me ideas to create my own thing, that's that's ideal. And I think that's also why we like generators so much because it just gives you a sort of a spark to to build your own thing from, and it gives you just enough to to get started. But it doesn't have all the answers, and it doesn't have all the things that these huge bricks of yeah. books sometimes have. And I mean, that works for some people, but not for me. Like if I read one of those books, if I manage to read them, uh, <laughs> then I will, I will have forgotten what the, what it was in the beginning, you know, at the, uh, yeah, at the end of it. I uh, just really don't like sitting at the table, uh, flicking through these uh, big tomes and remembering on what page you read about this uh, king that lived 300 years ago who was uh, had a daughter in a castle somewhere up north. And you'd have to remember what was the name of that castle. Yeah. Uh, that's something I've done on occasion uh, at the table and it's not what I prefer although it's really fun to I've I've played in a campaign with a GM that was really good at that that really knew you know all if they all know everything (laughs) sure I didn't know anything about that this was uh, what's it called Enemy uh, Enemy Within you know Warhammer Ah, okay yeah yeah. and uh, yeah he knew like every every ins and outs of that game world and that setting and yeah that was amazing you know he could really paint the picture and he really knew the world I didn't understand anything so like (laughs) I was just along for the ride in a way it was really fun but I felt also felt like as soon as I tried to you know riff and just do something and come up with something there would be like an official answer to that it's like oh well well, actually actually (laughs) yeah (laughs) So it's just not for me. I don't know. I actually started um, GM in that way, going into the meeting, not preparing at all, just having one word 
mm. and then I just try to to come up with stuff at the table. Just like improvise. Yeah, it could be like um, a band on spacecraft, and then I just go with that. Mm. Uh, but it depends on the group, of course. Uh, mm. You need a, a group that can help you out uh, to fill in yeah, all you, the blanks. Yeah, you need people to, to yeah, that does that as well. It reminds me of a of, of a, th- a thing, a friend of mine who did a, a short campaign, just like, I think it was four or five sessions or something, and it was full of, I wasn't part of it, but he explained, uh, or he told me about it, it was full of like some political intrigue, and there was like a, a, a wedding with the elf queen, and they tried to mend border relations and everything, and then afterwards he just showed the campaign notes for that, and it was just one page with one word and it just said skeletons question mark probably the best great. start of a campaign <laughs> yeah. there were no skeletons at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know why there were no skeletons because he wrote it down <laughs> yeah. no because they were sneaking around they were hiding yeah Should that we is... talk about the sneaky skeletons? I think we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time to bring up the sneaky skeletons. Yeah, I don't it's, even... uh, it's a it's a very common characteristic among skeletons that they are quite sneaky, and uh, but they also have varying degrees of sneakiness. <laughs> I have found. What was the or- origin story of the stealthy skeletons? Was it uh, is it Dungeons and Dragons or it's Drakkar the Morning? I think it's uh, Drakkar the Morning, this old Swedish game for those of you who don't know, uh, where there was some kind of monster manual where the skeletons mm. had like ninety five percent chance of uh, of uh, hiding or sneaking. There's a skill system, yeah, with the percentile chances, and they have exactly. a list of skills, and they just happen to have ninety five percent chance of. Yeah, hiding, from which, which is, is a- not really that obvious <laughs> from the description, or right? it's just there. <laughs> But this is all, that's also actually a good example of like when you know stats can tell a story about yeah. the setting. It's like, oh, hang on a second, it says ninety five percent sneak. What does that mean for a skeleton? Okay, these guys are really fucking sneaky, uh-huh. <laughs> which makes sense because they don't weigh anything and they don't breathe or you know they're basically yes. just and of course we played daggers. a campaign. With uh, the other Christian, where he of course had a lot of sneaky skeletons, and you were pretty annoyed with this after they emerged from the darkness the fifth time. Yeah, it, uh, he obviously is a big fan of the Dark Souls games, uh, which uh, have their fair share of sneaky skeletons. <laughs> they do, yeah. And uh, wanted to bring that pain to, uh, to the gaming table as well. <laughs> Success. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's like around the corner attacks. There should be like a. We should do like a supplement with sneaky skeletons with yeah. various ways Wait, they could uh, ambush you. Didn't we start on something with uh, a table with uh, skeletons a long time ago, like year, th- three years ago or something? I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> so you would say that we had a skeleton of a skeleton table at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. But, but you can't find it anywhere. Uh, no, no, exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, that's like a super uh, interesting point also, I think, about uh, emergent gameplay. Like, uh, there are the types of campaigns that are super detailed from the beginning, like exactly what is in the game world and uh, what are all the persons and their relations. Um, but you can also sort of um, explain the world a lot with really small details like that. Like... Mm. Uh, 
the skeletons are super sneaky. I think Call of Cthulhu uh, does that a lot with their, uh, or used to do at least in the old supplements, a lot of that with their skill lists that uh, NPCs usually had pretty unique skills, like loves his daughter a hundred percent. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. and, and stuff like that to yeah, I remember uh, that to add the flavor uh, <clears throat> from from a sort of rules point of view. Uh, That's and, really nice uh, because you you would never roll that, but it just says something about the character anyway. It's it's cool, but also the the hundred percent at the end because then you start to think, oh really? Is it hundred percent? Because why does it say hundred percent? It must be, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean sure. it should be like ninety nine percent? Because no, 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 no. It's just I, I see it more like um, we do that in Death in Space with um, uh, there is no one in the closet. Promise. No. Okay. Obviously there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So another part of that, I think, is also using, uh, trying to use evocative language. Like the less text you have, uh, and like when you were talking about the the tables uh, earlier about it, uh, uh, them being interesting to read, uh, and not just being a pretty boring like table that's uh, that's annoying to read, uh, but making it uh, like a fun read that requires um, sort of specific. Uh, ways of expressing ideas and using the correct words and find, striking a balance between saying too much and saying too little. Uh, how, how do you guys approach approach that? I guess for, for, for us in, um, in Death in Space, it feels like we are, we are working together. And because we're working together, we're kind of cutting each other's stuff in a way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we always yeah. have the approach that uh, is there something that we can cut out from this? And... Mm generally that things typically get better uh, according to us if you remove things yeah totally. and sometimes the magic is still there if you don't you know uh, reveal them what's behind the curtain in a way so and also like you don't tell the readers what's mm. what it's, it's yeah you have to, yeah you give them something and, and it's they i mean it's also a bit more flexible because you can interpret it in different ways yeah and that's also a lot of fun, actually, to see people interpret what you had a very specific idea about in a totally different way. Mm. But I also think it's it's uh, important to like weigh every, like you said, like weigh every word on a what's the expression on a silver not a scale? scale? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. Is that a Swedish swing? Maybe that's a Swedish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Proverb. I don't know. But like you really, uh, you ask yourself, like, is this word the correct word? Does it does it have the right vibe? Yeah. So like when we do Mercury, we we have to, yeah, you don't want to be like too generic. You want to have this sort of uh, tongue in cheek, super grim dark vibe to everything, uh, and also like so like the equipment list in that game where you have your needle and your chain and whatever, but we add stuff like there's a it's a sharp needle. And it's a heavy chain because it gives you that okay so this is important that it's sharp and it's heavy uh and i think if you can do that with with everything that i mean yeah the vibe that you're after should uh, run through the whole you know every letter of your book that's how i actually also write i just when i start writing something i don't write a whole sentence i just write one word so i mm. remember what i'm going to go back to so i just write everything down and then i can go back and just add more to it uh, mm. And also like I'm a sketch. Add, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. because I'm just adding one word, I can sometimes just keep that, <laughs> just that word. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of the other way around, and I don't <laughs> like it. But 
<laughs> okay, so you... Yeah. I think that's uh, academic damage. I was just about to say that, yeah. <laughs> you come from an academic background. Sometimes I don't remember what it means, that word. And we had that in Death in Space. I wrote something about a pineapple. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, that's and, a uh, and we, we don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pineapple-based technology. When I read that, uh, I was like, what do you mean by this? And there was no answer because he didn't remember. <laughs> we were trying for a while to figure out, is there something that we have forgotten here that is actually fun or interesting? No. I mean, if it, if, if it wasn't, just, uh, I mean, specifically pineapple, it could be a good idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Regardless, just was, to throw yeah. something out there and say, okay, well, I mean, I don't even know the answer to this. You figure it out. Yeah, it was a bit too weird, so we yeah. actually removed it. But <laughs> yeah, for a short while, it was there. Pineapple-based technology. If we don't know what, not what it means, but what, um, if we can't get inspired by the word, we don't want to have the word in the in the book either. So. Uh, that's also important for us, yeah. for me. Everything should add something to it, I think. Every, yeah. every sentence should should matter. And, and, and this approach, I think, makes uh, makes the books uh, into really good tools, like at, at the gaming table, and uh, like for sparking creativity and like finding the answer together with the group at the table, uh, and gives that really exciting sense of mystery. But uh, uh, I, I have also seen that uh, you have gotten feedback from people that it's like um, they want to know more and they want yeah. to know like what's the actual answer and yeah. uh, how, how do you feel how do you want how do you approach like questions like that how, how do you feel about them and uh, um, we have like a standard answer which is getting it a bit re repetitive and maybe we should change it up but it's always like oh it's it's up to you like you decide but it's like I, I guess people assume that already, so we have to start getting more elaborate. But uh, yeah, like honestly, we don't have the answers usually to it, uh, nor do I think we should have. But no, I think that's interesting because I have ideas uh, often, but I I don't actually want to uh, say them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I feel like uh, if I say something as a creator, that's going to be yeah. the answer. So yeah. I feel some kind of responsibility to not do that, in fact. That's that's interesting, yeah. Just because I, I can never stop myself if I have an idea and I just say, oh, this is what I think of it and this is my theory. Yeah, I but think it, that's also right. a good no, thing. No, but you're right. It's It kind of becomes, you know, canon in a way, which is bad, wrong, but... But yeah. yeah, but it, that also helps in uh, you know engaging the community and making people in, uh, you know yeah, get their I own guess. ideas yeah. and kind of figuring out okay, so we can go that route. Okay, then I also got some ideas. Uh, Maybe it depends on how you do it. So yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. But it but is a bit difficult, actually, to uh, exactly how to handle this. But it's nice when you get the community like uh, involved and you sort of interpret and you build on it each other's interpretations uh, interpretations and uh yeah and you start to like build a new community canon in the discord uh, mm. which have happened on few occasions but yeah it, it really enriches the game i think and sometimes i just wish that we'd add these ideas into the book because they're so good sometimes uh but uh yeah no i think maybe you lose some magic as well there if you do that. I, and I, I guess that's the problem with me and uh, Carl. We kind of 
yeah, we have every word. We actually talk about every word in the whole book. It feels like that at least. <laughs> uh, so we know what what, what is um, what it's coming from and what's behind. And uh, except the pineapple. Except yeah. the pineapple, <laughs> but that one we we scratched out. So yeah. uh, now now we do know everywhere uh, every what it, where it comes from. Yes, of course. <laughs> Can you? What, I want to I want to I want to hear more about the because uh, because of your academic background and your knowledge of space. Even though you said you were retired, I want to know some more about the science of death in space. Oh, trick question. Yeah, but like uh, uh, yeah. I think one aspect of that is kind of not uh, go into too much detail because that leaves you a lot of freedom to interpret things as you wish. If you want to have a more loose campaign that is not really scientifically accurate, that's fine. Uh, And if you want to keep it more hard sci-fi, you can probably do that to some extent. We have, of course, a lot of elements that are hard to... uh, to explain just with science but yeah i think one one aspect there is to kind of uh, think about is there anything that just doesn't at all make sense like uh if we have a travel t- how, how long does it take to travel from this place uh, in space to this other spa- place in space okay uh, we've written it takes uh, a couple of weeks but this is actually you know uh, light years it it's uh, it's not possible to do that in weeks unless we have some kind of faster than light travel is that something we want to be open to yes no maybe not uh, but it's you know it's a question you have to deal with to explain why you wrote down weeks in this mm-hmm. travel table and then we, we might not actually say that, okay, this takes weeks because you're using this particular type of uh, technology based on the Netsine Rosen uh, extraterrestrial bridge, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you might not use anything like that. It, you just, either you change that weeks into hundreds of years or you leave it in. And uh, maybe somewhere else in the book, you mentioned that there is this uh, technology to mm-hmm. uh, cross... Uh, large distances in uh, some kind of uh, unexplained ways and then that sort of clicks once you go back to the travel table you're like oh so yeah. that's why it uh, yeah that's why it's like this okay so that's uh, I, I've uh, definitely uh, that was more or less a real example but yeah we have had some discussions about some things in the book where I'm like uh, how how is this supposed to work? We just need to find some kind of explanation. Then I'm satisfied. We don't have to write anything in the book. Just need to you know figure out that we can can actually motivate this. And I I, I actually like those discussions. They can be really really long, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine that they can. But I can also imagine like you, Christian, coming up with this cool idea and then yeah. you're like, yeah, no, I, I have act, to well, restrain actually, myself no. from being too critical. I try to always, you know, yeah. soften it up a bit and just, okay, this is really cool. I like the ideas, but... Uh, you allow yeah. the void for one? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm not taking responsibility for the scientific accurateness of this game. <laughs> it's super great to have somebody asking, what does it mean? 
and then you need to answer that. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have the answer yourself, yeah. It's a, one approach. I, I, I mean, sometimes I can also understand that maybe you don't want to have to think about the whys all the time. You just mm. want to write down something that sounds cool and you let whoever uses it explain it. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, for, in, in some ways, I think sci-fi is, is, is a different beast than fantasy there. It's like easier to just yeah. with stuff. At least for me, in fantasy, you just say, "Oh, it's magic," and it was like medieval. I times. think it is like that different. too, actually. Yeah, it's easier to hand wave magic for some reason. Yeah, uh, but just like we try to do the, we try to do the the magic hand wave thing in cyborg, where we just say, "Oh, this is instead of this is just magic. Oh, that's nanotechnology, or yes, yeah. that's, that's probably that's some cyber cyber tech because." they are translatable in a way like you can just uh, change the words really from any fantasy adventure into a sci-fi adventure but i don't know it's a different feel i think like death in space maybe it wouldn't work the same way because it isn't no i think it's a bit more grounded yeah uh, in some ways even though we have this weird void stuff and all that but yeah it's it for me at least it's kind of grounded uh yeah because yeah, you you want to have a world that feels real in a way so that people understand it so it's not too crazy because then you don't understand what's coming around the next corner. No, no, I agree. Um, and I think so, a lot of people realized that once they bought it and they maybe first thought it was going to be Mercury in Space. Hmm. And they're like, oh, hang on, this is a different game altogether. Like, this is a different thing. It's a bit more laid back, I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's uh, not. I mean, what it's do you mean? Diff- the style is different. No, but no, 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 totally. is, uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, up to eleven in many ways, uh, which is uh, you know really makes for a great, uh, great sessions. I think I've always have fun when I play Mercury. It's just a different type of. Uh, I think Field. I think that in space are like it, it goes there on occasion, but not all the time the same as it does, does though, yeah. It's, you're yeah. right. It does it's, on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a bit more uh yeah, varied there. But well, I uh, think you can probably play Mark Bori in, in many different ways as well. That's yeah, just no, absolutely my view uh on it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, I should read that book. So. <laughs> you, you really haven't. I looked. I just looked at some pages yeah, and. Yeah, no. that, that, that's how I use my uh, books. Uh, I kind of I don't read the whole book. I just look no, at stuff I need here. to know. Same. Uh, I need I mean, to know if... about. Uh, I'm going through all the books about in, initiative or something like that. I just then I need to read about that. <laughs> I've barely read a fraction. I mean, I've read a fraction of my books that I have. I just buy a lot of books and I put them on the shelf. I mean, that's basically that's basically what I do. But sometimes a book grabs my attention and I read it, uh, or a few pages at least. But uh, yeah, they end up on the shelf. I will read them one day, I guarantee, one day. Yeah, same here. <laughs> but, yeah. but it is when not we this already, When we retire, then we will have all the you time. You are retired, you said that at the beginning. <laughs> uh, from one type of job, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there is something, um, uh, something t- to the self-satisfaction of knowing the answer, even if you don't present it. Uh, I think that is also can be quite useful in like dungeon designs. 
so even if you have all these weird elements that might be confusing or uh, like mystical or even mythical to, to the players, if you yourself know the answer to why this strange thing has become the way it has become, uh, then you can also present it with, um, uh, with, with a lot of like self-esteem or uh, like you can be really sure about how you are presenting it, even if it's very mysterious or even like disjointed for the players. Uh, I, I can really enjoy that type of dungeon design when I see it in others or when I try to do it myself. Like there is a mystery for the players that I, as a uh, like a games master uh, or a judge or whatever, uh, know the answer to, but I will not tell the players. It's just for my self satisfaction that I know why these mysterious things are happening, even if the players will never find out. But also, it it makes it easier for you to come up with answers if they ask you something, and it makes it easier for you to yeah to improvise. If everything is just weird, even for you then it's just, yeah, it's harder, I think, to come up with something that makes some sense. And, and that's what I love with being a GM, it's that I know what's behind the next door. Uh, and when you know that, you know, you can just sit. It's so fun to hear what they're talking about because, uh, you know, yeah. they're going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fun because I've read a lot of, like, uh, GMs asking on, <clears throat> like, Twitter or Reddit or whatever, and, like, how, how can I speed up heist games, you know, when they just sit there and plan for uh. an hour? Like, why would you want to speed up that? That's the fun. That's the fun part. If everyone is enjoying it, then, you know, yeah. sitting there making plans on how you approach a problem is half the, half the game. Like, yeah, so. I agree. I think that's a lot of fun. <clears throat> but it's also fun the other way. Uh, I did a game <laughs> that I have not released uh, that we have talked about a lot. Uh, and in that game, you have a time limit that's kind of destroying the world behind you. So if you don't move or you know move forward, you're going to disappear into nothingness in a way. So and that's also fun when you get stressed uh, and need yeah. to think fast. Uh, but absolutely, I I agree. Uh, yeah. The planning stuff is that's fun, and when they fail. Yeah. What is it with yeah. these themes, by the way, of worlds disappearing into nothing? <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> a good <much> question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just a little something. I, yeah. mm. No, but that's that's fun to have like a timer. That's for episode five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse in every game. <laughs> It's catharsis, I guess. But um, <laughs> but it's the same with like trap design, I think. Uh, with like when you see a problem and you you talk about how you want to approach it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which is That's why true. I love that. Yeah, I like the approach that I think uh, Chris McDowell has talked a lot about. Uh, yeah. Uh, author of Into the Odd of like how traps are better if you can s- see them right away. Exactly. And they're yeah, not absolutely. like a surprise. And it's more like overcoming a, an obstacle and a yeah. puzzle. It's like a mini mini heist. Yeah, uh, sort it's of. like so. Like one of my one of my favorite traps um, that I had in a, in an in an adventure is like you enter a room and you see very clearly there's like three or four pendulum pendulum blades up in the ceiling and you can see like metal tracks on the floor. So obviously that yeah you know what's gonna happen but you don't know what triggers it. Like like but you have to cross the room somehow but you know that. Yeah, something can happen, and there's always when I run this uh, this trap, it's always such great tension at the table when they try out different things and they throw things across the room. Nothing happens, and they try to you know trod you know their 
ten foot poles over it, and that is fun. That thing actually changed how I DM in a way because um, that you know the you, you can see the trap, but you don't know how to solve the problem. Um, <laughs> no, but that's 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 so much. I think it's more fun as a player because. I mean, I do appreciate the harshness of the occasional like surprise pitfall or uh, pit trap, but not all the time. It becomes just sort of okay. Well, I lost some HP, or okay, my character died. I don't, I guess. But just maybe like if you if you have a corridor and there's a bunch of pit traps, but one is already triggered, you see that okay, so yeah. here we have a problem in this hole. Like, yeah, and, and then you can do the. I had um, a pyramid with sand everywhere and. Um, there was a couple a corridor with, with a couple of stairs and I said there is no sands on the stairs yeah, and everybody just up. stopped yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> hold up but this yeah this fear of the pit trap I, I don't know it leads to uh, a play style which is uh, I don't know I don't find it very enjoyable when you have like this constant uh every time you enter rooms uh, you have some player that is responsible for just saying okay we tap on the floor we do this we do this we do this we do this and then when you have went through this you know 10, ten point pole. checklist with your 10 foot pole yeah. then uh, you're like okay let's get to the actual you know investigating this room so it's it's yeah once you've seen one pit trap you save them all and you will be constantly prepared and it's it's not as fun after the first time. Yeah, if you remember, I ran a campaign that uh, you were one of the participating uh, participating players in, and I stated as a GM that I yeah. will not have any hidden traps in this yeah. campaign, so that you don't have to think about that. And still, one of the players insisted on <laughs> checking for hidden traps with his stupid temple pole. <laughs> it, it was very... It's very deep. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's I mean, we, we, we ruined ourselves that way, playing like this really yeah. harsh, like old school dungeons, yeah. I think, but yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. That's so sad, yeah. It's like when you run... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No. No. It was like when you run Tomb of Horrors, then that it's just pit traps everywhere, and that's part of yeah. the gimmick. But it's not fun. It's just not fun. My, well, my my favorite pit trap. It's maybe not a pit trap. It's just a pit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you have a skeleton in a pit uh, in the middle of the room, and it's uh, you have an edge around the the walls, uh, and it's leaning down to the pit. No, uh, like a sloping funnel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have to you go on the side, and there's always somebody that falls into the pit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so that's I'm a fun. big fan of the chasm as well. You just have a big like suddenly there's yeah. like, just a giant hole and you have to cross exactly. it. There's no there, there's no mechanism. There's no trap. There's just a giant pit that you have to get across somehow because you don't carry around a bridge. You, maybe you have a rope, but you have to get it across the other side somehow. And, and that's when you use your trinkets and all the strange yeah. stuff you have in your backpack. Yeah, uh, you need to figure it out. And especially if like you can see that there are some monster on the other side, like there's a couple of skeletons sneaking or not. But so you know that okay. Once we get over there, we have to fight them, but they will stop us from getting. Like how how do we how do we do that? Hmm. So, like I don't know. Bring back the very very simple obstacles. Just a pit is enough. Yeah, but, but it's okay with surprises though. Uh, a surprise is fun though, but it doesn't have to be um, a deadly surprise. <laughs> Not a gotcha. No. no. Uh, but what you said about using the trinkets, I think also uh, brings it back to, a bit to like how do you present 
uh, your gaming world through your gaming product. Uh, like what what does the equipment list look like? What does it contain? Because that says a lot about uh, the world and uh, what you can and should should do in a campaign. How how do you guys uh, approach like writing equipment lists and item lists and stuff like that? I touched upon that earlier a bit, but <clears throat> I, I also want to mention in, in in Death in Space you have a isn't a sort of fake grenade in the equipment list. Uh, that's brilliant. Like that says a lot. As well, well, about the, uh, well, I have one in the bookshelf, so maybe that's yeah. the reason. <laughs> no, but it's so good. It's like okay, so here this is a world with a bunch of you know tricks and games and you know yeah. makeshift I, weapons. I, I really hope that it is a fake. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's made of rubber, so I hope so. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. No, but I agree. I think every item should tell you something about it, and also like this is expected of you, uh, or like this uh, um, encourages a certain a certain play style. Because you have these things like these are your tools of the trade, basically that you can use to play, and it will if you have a, a preserved corpse in the equipment list. Yeah. Like we have a Mark you know that will say something, and they yeah. will like invite players to okay, I can buy that, I can use that somehow, and it creates a weird fun experience. I mean, we have that list of trinkets to uh, build a setting and create some uh, extra depth to your uh, character. So, I mean, in the sense, in some sense, it's the same thing. It's just uh, but, I mean, maybe those, not as focused on using it. In I think more, those trinkets yeah. are like these, they're kind of like a table of quirks or uh, characteristics, yeah. but in physical form. So it's this similar. And we, we, we had a really long list from the beginning. Not really long, but a long list at least, uh, mm. long table. And then just starting cutting until it hurts, and then you cut a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tip. editing tip for everyone. <laughs> but uh, did you add? Did you re? Uh, did you re-add those things in the digital generator? No, we didn't actually. That one you is that. Uh, straight from the book. Because as we all know, internet is unlimited in terms. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, no, but that's, that's, yeah, a good that's a really fun thing when we, we do like the, the online generator so you can just add as much stuff as you want and you don't it. have to conform to the platonic forms in the number of sites no exactly <laughs> was that talking about adding character yeah you don't have to have 6, 8, 10, 12 oh, 10 is not a platonic solid sorry uh, 12, God. 20 uh, X yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, so I've been working with Carl for three, four years now. So yeah, that's why I talk to him every day. Uh, I, I apologize. You have to remember your platonic solids. <laughs> no, but I, I, I actually feel sorry about for Carl. Uh, he has to talk to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but maybe maybe platonic solids is a good um, uh, is a good theme or topic for the next episode of this sure. podcast. What do you What do you think? Uh, we could prepare some material on Euclid and uh, yeah. Greek I geometry. Actually, we can, yeah, we, we, I guess we can have a long discussion on the best slash worst dice out there. We, there there's a lot of opinions about that. So. Yeah, and non-Euclidean <coughs> geometry. Definitely, yeah. We'll have to explain what the fuck that means because a lot of people are using those words, me included, without knowing what, what it means. It just means that two straight lines will meet. Okay, and there, that's, there you go. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's the inspiration tip of the week. <laughs> yeah, but um, what do you think? Should we r- wrap it up? Is this a good, uh... Uh, so uh, like you you were talking about the products that you're releasing in the future, but. Uh, uh, maybe we should also like. Uh, are you going to any conventions or any anything like that in the in the future? During the summer or in the fall or something. Mr. Markvori is at least. It, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, my schedule is getting full. Uh, we're going to conventions, big and small. So tomorrow, right? Is uh, we're yes. going to, uh, to a small Swedish convention here, in Lincoln. Yeah, which will be fun. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, UK Games Expo. Oh, you're in, going there? Uh-huh. I'm going there. Yeah, not Pelled couldn't make it, but I'm going there. So uh, that'll be fun. I have never been there, and we're also going to uh, Gen Con. Both me and Pelle and uh, Christian. Uh, not you, but uh, Christian Salian Cyborg. And yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, you should come uh, as well. Root for that. Uh, yeah, this is a good chance to go. It'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, think about it. But that's uh, that's that's what I'm doing at least. Yeah, I need to be better at uh, layouting so I can do my own passport. So I can. <laughs> <laughs> How hard could it be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just put some triangles in there, and you're good to go. Some non-Euclidean forms, yeah. <laughs> and some holographic foil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there any stuff like interviews or something coming up, or? Um. Nothing planned right now for me, at least. I don't know if you guys have any. Yeah, some uh, podcasts, uh, interviews. Uh, yeah, various things. I mean, we'll we'll post about it when we have something to share. Cool. Okay. Well, this was this was uh, as much uh, you know as as a lot of things we do an experiment, and we'll see what happens <laughs> in the future. But. Uh, do we have any closing words for this? 